0: The Law Podcasting Podcast is brought to you by Power Podcasting for Lawyers, the only how-to podcasting course designed specifically for attorneys, where you can learn the ins and outs of creating and producing your own law podcast, so you can grow your practice by building authority, affinity, and trust with prospective clients and referral sources. With short, easy-to-digest video and audio lessons and a community of like-minded lawyer podcasters, Power Podcasting for Lawyers is the best way to get your show off the ground smoothly and quickly. Learn more about Power Podcasting for Lawyers at lawpodcasting.com. In this episode of the Power, uh, excuse me, of the Law Podcasting Podcast, we are going to be talking about the many different ways you can record your podcast. This is the Law Podcasting Podcast, where you learn how to use modern media to get your message out and more good clients to your law practice. Here's your host, Gordon Firemark. Well, hello everybody and welcome back to episode number 46 of the Law Podcasting Podcast. I am your host, Gordon Firemark, and this is the show where I bring you information about lawyers who use the power of podcasting to support and develop their businesses even when they're not podcasting about legal subject matter per se. And, uh, Uh, In this episode, we're going to be looking at a number of the different ways that you can record a podcast. Uh, It isn't always uh, what you think. And there's a number of different easy tools and effective uh, approaches to this. And the point is, get it done, get it out there, get the next one done, get that out there, develop a system, get it happening in a way that It means that you are moving things forward every single week if possible, and uh, consistency being the key. You want it to be an easy setup and an easy process, and uh, you know, in, out, done, and uh, come back next week. So, uh, we're going to just jump right in and start talking about. Uh, the various different approaches to recording the show. The first off is, is sort of the obvious one, and that is using software on your computer to record uh, by plugging your microphone directly into the computer or whatever and and uh, uh, and using software. And some of the tools that are out there that you've probably heard of are um, the free software Audacity, available from uh, audacity.sourceforge.net, I believe. It's a pretty good tool. It's what I often use for quick uh, quick recordings, quick editing, and stuff like that. When what I have with me is my computer, so um, uh, it runs on all of the different platforms, including Linux, um, as well as Mac and PC. And it's a because it's free, it's an easy point of entry for most people. And I think for most podcasters, it's it's plenty of of tool. It is uh, a multi track recording um, uh, application, digital audio workstation is what some people call this. It's good for the basic recording as well as some, you know, normal level of editing. I wouldn't use this necessarily to put together uh, a very complex soundtrack because it's a little, um, more, it's more the interface that's klutzy than, than the tool itself. It it works very, very well. And the sound quality coming out of it is, is fabulous. So, uh, audacity is a great tool. Now, if you If you have a Macintosh, um, whether it's a MacBook or a a desktop uh, um, um, iMac or whatever, or even the Mac Mini, these. These computers come with a bundle of software from Apple, including one called GarageBand. And because that is also included in the price of the computer, that is essentially free as well. So, uh, GarageBand is another great tool for recording, although it's a little bit, uh, the, the interface is a little less intuitive. It's not just press a record button and go, but once you get the hang of it, it's actually quite easy. And, uh, inside the Power Podcasting for Learners course, we actually have a little tutorial on the process of getting started recording and, um, um, you know, it, it's, it's all three minutes long, so it's not a very complicated process, but, uh, some people say that, uh, GarageBand is a little easier to use. Others feel it's a little harder to use. It's certainly a little more user-friendly looking tool, but when you get into trying to manipulate and edit the sound, sometimes, uh, it can be a little bit more challenging. Uh, on the other side, on the PC side, the, the go-to software for, um, for podcasters is a paid, uh, Uh, application that also works on mac it's called adobe audition adobe uh has uh, in the past few years adopted a subscription software as a service model and so there uh you pay every month for the privilege of using their software you are no longer able to purchase and download or or purchase and install the software and then be done paying for it uh it's not a very expensive thing and if you are already using tools like photoshop and uh Uh, Illustrator and InDesign to put newsletters and publishing things and so on, then you will already be able to have access to Audition because it's part of the bundle. Uh, And it is a very uh, high level tool. It's excellent stuff. Um, And I can't recommend it enough except for the expense. Other paid software tools are um, SoundForge and uh, uh, Sony Vegas is another one. There's a a number, there's any number of them, uh, ranging in price from, you know, 30 to $40 up to several hundred dollars per copy. And, uh, they all have their pluses and minuses and, uh, and that's that for me though. Um, uh, recording on the computer is not as desirable a- as, uh, a- as recording to a, dedicated recording device. But before I get into those, I'm going to talk about some other options that you can use that are either free or inexpensive and and easy to access. And if you're going to do a show that um, does interviews uh, or has guests on the show or just multiple hosts, if you're going to be um, not in the same room, um, I would say, you know, if you're using a Skype call, there are tools available that are dedicated to the process of recording Skype calls uh, on the Mac. It's called Skype, rec- uh, yeah, Skype call recorder from a company called Ecamm. That's Ecam. That's E C A M. If you type, if you Google call recorder, that will uh, uh, bring that up for you. And on the PC, the sort of equivalent software is something called Pamela. And what's nice about these is it's it's really as easy as starting a call and pressing a red record button, and then when you're done, you press stop, and what you get is. Uh, a file with the two sides of the call recorded on separate channels and you can then bring them into an editor and adjust things and edit if you need to and uh, merge them out into an either an mp3 or a or a wave file and you're done with your show Um, these tools are not foolproof Uh, they are running on the computer with your skype call or whatever else and anything else you have running and so they do consume some resources, um, and they do depend on the availability of resources, and that is sometimes a challenge. I just recently had a um, a chat with a, a colleague, a young uh, lawyer who is doing some podcasting, and he himself encountered a problem where, and he wasn't aware of it while recording. That's the challenge. Uh, there is he was recording this uh, interview uh, with a very high level person in his field, and uh, uh, after the fact, learned that the recording of the other side's side of the call, uh, dropped out about halfway through. And so he has a, a partial recording only that he can use. Uh, fortunately, I guess he's been able to reschedule and and, uh, they're going to do the interview again. And that may be more polished. It may be more stilted who knows, but, uh, the point is, you know, that's a, an embarrassment and and a hassle factor, not to mention consuming more of both of their time. So that's something to be mindful of these. I think these tools are excellent. And I think the, the, these kinds of glitches are pretty rare, but again, it's going to, you know, your results are going to vary depending on your equipment and your, your, uh, telephone connection and, and all kinds of other variables. So, um, but, but I think they're a, a, a very effective way to do things. Another way that I've seen people do interviews is an interesting one that uses the YouTube, um, uh, or I should say the Google Hangouts on air, which makes a recording of the show, both audio and video that, uh, uses the webcams on people's camera computers and whatever microphones they're connected to their computer and then makes this this uh, a YouTube video. And you can download that video and strip off the video and just keep the audio portion of it as a podcast. And uh, the sound quality on those calls is pretty good if you get your settings right and... Um uh, so that's another option. And Hey, maybe you want to publish it as video as well and do a video podcast. That, that is a possibility as well. And you can always take it off of YouTube if you don't want it up there in a YouTube channel as well. So, um, there's a number of different tools available in software, both on your machine or on the, in the cloud that, that can do this. Uh, another great tool is a software application. It's a, it's a cloud-based software called Auphonic that, has a, a a PC or excuse me a Mac version that will reside on your computer and allow you to do recording and do the some of the the work of Alphonic. Alphonic is a post production tool basically that allows for noise reduction and some audio sweetening and compression and all the kinds of things that we want to do at the end of uh, after we record to turn our show make it sound a little more professional and, and even out the volume levels and things like that. It's a fantastic automatic tool. Even if you don't get the software to live on your computer, because you upload your, your finished recording to the cloud and it will, you know, do its magic and run it through its, its recipe of, of, uh, things and output a, a very nicely completed files. What I used to, to complete the show, uh, that I create all the shows that I create. And, uh, m- mainly just cause it's fast and easy, but Alphonic's um, computer tool, the desktop tool, as well as their their mobile phone apps allows you to record and immediately just upload it into the the thing. I think it has some editing uh, functionality in there as well. So uh, that's another option to look at. Auphonic is Uh, A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C.com. And that sort of brings us into this transition into the idea of recording on a mobile device or a tablet of some sort. And there are well, when I when I did a search on the uh, Apple uh, uh, App Store for um, my my phone, uh, the the words podcast recording was what I searched on, and I got about fifty seven results. Uh, a few of those were. Um, podcast listening tools, but the vast majority of them were podcast recording tools or, or other tools associated with using and and creating podcast uh, recordings. So, um, the lead one for me is one called boss jock studio. It runs on the iPhone. I don't know if it's available on, on Android. I believe so. Um, and, uh, it has a bunch of other tools like for playing the live music in the way I do on my show. You can basically produce the whole show in the, in the software and uh, it will then export it to whatever, um, storage service you want to use or up to Alphonic if you need to, those kinds of things. So, uh, Boss Jock Studio on the mobile is a great tool. There's another one called Mobile Podcaster, which is quite good, I'm, I'm told. And uh, another one, which is more of an audio editor called Hokusai, H-O-K-U-S-A-I, that uh, I have tested and it seems to work just fine. It was just not what I needed at the time, so uh, I'm not using it. And as I said, there's dozens of others. So check on your, on your platform, whether you have a um an android device or a windows mobile device or an, uh, an ios device i think you'll find that there are lots of good tools out there these these devices have really uh turned in you know you're carrying a computer in your hand and so it is definitely capable of doing the work of capturing the recording and uh, uh and processing it if you have the storage space available on the machine, and that's another thing, if you talk for an hour, you're making a fairly long recording that you need to offload pretty quickly. So uh, just another another thing to think about. But you're going to publish the episode anyway, so you're offloading it, and then you can uh, remove it from your device. But my favorite way to record podcasts, and the way I generally do it, is using an outboard um, separate device. It's a, a personal digital recorder or a portable digital recorder. For a number of years I used one called the Tascam DR-07. This is a little handheld device with microphones on the top that also has a line input connection and um you know you press it uses an SD card uh, like we would see in a port in a digital camera or other kinds of uh, recording equipment. And um you know you just press the record button and start going and press stop when you're done. Pop the card into your computer and do your editing or whatever you need to do and upload um that Tascam device is fantastic i am i've just listed it on ebay because i've decided to upgrade to i have upgraded to something called the zoom h6 recorder and zoom is a brand that makes a number of different uh kinds of these recording devices everything from the h1 to the h6 which is sort of the it's high-end one uh and they range in price from you know around 100 to around four or five hundred dollars. the, uh, the advantages of recording. Oh, and, and I should say that there are other uh, brands out there as well. The important things you want to make sure is that you do have a way of getting a line input into your device so that you can, um, and a microphone input if you don't want to use the microphones on the device, which tend to be okay microphones. In fact, it's a great way to make portable recordings just to hold the device in your hand and talk into it. Um, anyway, other brands that, that are, uh um, well-regarded in this space are, um, uh, well, Roland has a good uh, line uh, under the brand Edirol, E D I R O L, I believe, and uh, I think Sony has a good one as well. So you know, have a have a look around and make sure it's you know user friendly for you. Uh, but these these devices are great, and so the way I have mine connected up is uh, again I'm a little more complex because I want to bring in the sounds from my computer and from a Skype call and from my microphone and. Uh, sometimes other sources into my system. So I have a mixer connected into the into the recording device, but it needn't be that complex. This device that I'm looking at right here, the H6, has XLR inputs. that's the professional microphone level cord inputs, as well as uh, line level inputs that you can plug right into the device. This one will record as many as six channels all at once, so you could you know, plug several people's microphones in. Or a, you know, microphone on one channel, and uh, you know, a source from a computer directly into the device there, and and make your recordings that way. Uh, I've chosen the setup that I have so I don't have to do the post production <laughs> that that many people choose to do. Um, and I'll talk about my live to drive recording approach in in another episode, but. Uh, the, the advantages of using these devices is that first of all, you take some of the workload off of your computer. If you are using the computer to play sounds or, or a Skype call and those kinds of things, um, you know, that's going to take up some resources and, um, you want to make sure you're getting a really clean recording. I think a dedicated recorder is very important for that. Um, the, uh, the fact is though, you can record with these devices without a computer at all. And, uh, so that's an advantage. If you're traveling, if you're in a hotel room or something like that, you can just set up your recorder. If you use an outboard microphone or just the one built under the recorder, press record and start talking. And you've got uh, a very nice quality recording that you can manipulate later. Um, and the portability is certainly another, another factor here. Um, it is, uh, you know, laptops and things are quite portable as well, but you bring a bunch of outboard equipment and, and, and you can't just hold it in your hand and speak into it. So these are some of the advantages of the outboard recorders. Uh, disadvantages, obviously it is another piece of equipment. It's a, it's a bit of expense. There's, you know, when you have cords connecting one thing to another, there are always, always possible points of failure. But, um, the other nice thing about this device that I'm looking at is that it has a meter and I can see that my speaking is getting into the machine. I can see that the record light is lit and, uh, I'm able to adjust my levels if I need to, as we talk. And, and, uh, anyway, I, I feel very comfortable recording this way. It's the way I've sort of always done it. And, uh, uh, yeah, out, outboard uh, third, you know, third party recorders are, are a great tool. So those are a number of the different ways that you can record. And, um, and i think that uh, they all have their advantages and disadvantages if you are concerned that you're just not going to want to carry a bunch of gear around i would i would suggest looking into these um uh mobile device available applications because they are a great way to get a recording done and uh, as you're starting out doing a podcast i don't think you need to worry as much about you know perfection and sound quality as just doing it often enough that it becomes a consistent habit that you do. And uh, if that means, you know, just pull out the phone and start talking, I think that's a great way to get, to get going. You can always do a little editing later on. You can maybe hire someone to do that editing. And in a future episode, we'll be talking about outsourcing parts of the production process. Um, But for right now, that's going to do it for this episode of the law podcasting podcast. And I want to say thank you so much to you, the listeners, your attention is valuable, and we appreciate it. Your time is valuable. Please do, if you wouldn't mind, take a moment to um, send us your comments and suggestions. The website is lawpodcaster.com, and the uh, show notes for this episode be at lawpodcaster.com slash 46 for episode number 46. And if you wouldn't mind giving us a review in the iTunes store, that's always very welcome. It helps us to uh, rise in the rankings and be discovered and so on. And, uh, and we appreciate hearing from you. Um, good or bad, your, your comments, your criticism, we'll take them as constructive unless the intent is clearly not constructive. <laughs> and, uh, and that's that. So that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the law podcasting podcast. And if you are interested in podcasting for your law practice, check out the power podcasting for lawyers course. It's now available at lawpodcasting.com. If you head over to lawpodcasting.com slash guide, you'll be able to get our free law podcasting resource guide and a bunch of other information available uh, to help you get started. And until next time, keep on podcasting.